0: Dan, one of the reasons people listen to the Erotic Awakening podcast is they want to have amazing sex.
1: They do indeed, and sometimes amazing sex happens when you're not expecting it. Why hasn't anyone ever thought of this before? In my hand, I am holding sense Before and After Wipes. They are a soothing aloe vera, pocket size, can be carried with you for those intimate personal cleaning that can happen anytime, anywhere. They are 100% flushable and biodegradable. They have a gentle pH balance formula and soothing aloe vera to moisturize. Before and after wipes from Promiscent, have a couple in your pockets. Takes away one of those anxieties about not maybe feeling fresh enough.
0: So go to promiscent.com And order your packets of before and after wipes.
1: Or an assortment of other products to enhance your sex
0: life. Use the promo code AWAKENINGS15 and you're going to get 15% off of your purchase and free shipping.
1: One more time. That's promo code AWAKENINGS15 for 15% off your purchase and free shipping at (laughs) Promisant.com. This week on Erotic Awakening sexual anxiety, preconceptions, and follower
0: trackers. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now.
1: That was very authoritative. (laughs) I try. (laughs) The Erotic Awakening podcast is grateful to the supporters of our patrons. They are going to receive ad-free, early access podcasts as well as other perks.
0: So thank you to our supporters, new and old alike. Exactly. Hi Don. Hi, Dan.
1: So today on the podcast, we are indeed, we are gonna be talking about sexual anxiety. Uh, it just so happens that our conversation will be with Jeff, who is the CEO of Promisant, who happens to be one of our sponsors at the moment. And although I might have, and I'm not saying I did, I might have agreed to talk to him simply because he was the CEO of one of our sponsors but genuinely good information, good background to talk about sexual anxiety. Um, And I really enjoyed the conversation.
0: Good, because not a lot of people will actually talk about a topic like that, right? Sex is fun and sex is great, and who has anxiety over sex, right? So, good topic.
1: So before we get to that though, I have a question about anxiety for you. Oh no. So Don, I've heard that um, since you and I have been, in a relationship according to you anyway you've had more sex with people that are not me than you had your total life before you met me
0: oh absolutely i have dated way more since since marrying you than uh, my whole life for you
1: so when you meet somebody that you're getting ready and that you think you're going to have sex with right the chances are you're meeting somebody with the intent or with the the, the strong possibility sex is going to be on the table sex is going to be coming mm-hmm. what kind of preconceptions are do you have coming into contact with that person what do you think about what do you and what i'd say what do you th- i don't know why I you use the word worry
0: per se Oh, you but, know me; I worry.
1: But what do you? Th- what are your preconceptions <laughs> about what it's going to be like, and in, in that kind of thing?
0: That's kind of funny because you know, I have you, and I have uh, the big D of eight years. But have I? Wow! In the last few years, I've been so busy. Have I actually had <laughs> sex with other people? I can think. I can of, think of a couple. I can think of one. Um, that is not you or Big D. Okay.
1: I, apparently, I listen to the stories more than you remember the stories. What about when you, in Big D, invited somebody to join you?
0: Oh, that's true. Okay, that happened
1: once at a swing club. What about when you asked, uh, you put it out there on the old Fet Life to say, boy, I could sure go for a fisting. I don't remember if you were the receiver or the giver on
0: that one. Oh, that was the giver. That was a long time ago, though. That was like ten years ago. No, it just happened yesterday. <laughs> in your head, in your dreams. And so. you forget about, or you don't
1: forget about, but don't forget about. Um, although it's mainly a BDSM relationship, would you consider the relationship with Kaya
0: as sexual? Sure. All right, so but I don't have I don't have preconceived stuff when it's another girl. <laughs> well, that's interesting just to start with.
1: So when you're going to hook up with another girl, there's no preconceived...
0: No, not really.
1: But with a guy...
0: Absolutely. What's that? What the dealio? Because with a girl, I don't worry so much about... I don't have to worry so much about safer sex, right? Because there's a lot of hand stuff and things like that. So okay. the sexual contact is just different. Whereas with a guy... I have preconceived notions about or preconceived worries or whatever about condoms. I have worries of, are they going to be okay with using condoms? They have to be okay with using condoms to have sex with me. But a lot of guys, especially as they get older, condoms don't allow for them to perform as well, okay. right? So it cuts down on their sensitivity or, or, or whatever. So I worry for them about performance anxiety hmm. and stage fright, right? I worry about, um, am I going to get wet enough? There's a lot of times I do. Sometimes I don't. I'm in my 50s now. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I worry about... Oh, my God, I worry about weird shit, like I am getting older. My knees don't work so well. (laughs) My back doesn't work so well. I can remember being with Big D and both of us having back issues, which means you move very, very slow. So when I negotiate with somebody new, I let them know I have a bad back. Please don't flip me over. (laughs) please don't walk me. You've had that with me before Mm -hmm. where you've gone and just like thrown me over a couch and I'm like, Oh my back. So, you know, so I have age related things. I have safer sex related things. I have, um, you know, I actually have, what if I'm too much for them? I feel like I'm a passionate person Mm. so I can actually come on too strong sometimes. And the things that I like to do, what if that offends somebody? You know, me and not wanting to offend people, right? That's one of my classic themes. And so stuff like that.
1: Wow, I've really opened a Pandora's box here.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't think I had anything until <laughs> I started talking. <laughs> should be well, a shrink or the something. The other this thing is, is, really is that deep. I'm really finding out that I'm a demisexual, mm-hmm. right? So I just posted on Facebook, uh, Life. I mean, I just posted on life because we just interviewed somebody. Uh-huh. And she said, oh, finding guys to fuck is easy. You know that. And I just texted or put out on FetLife. Someone just said that Uh it's easy to find a guy to fuck. Well, I guess it is. But being a demisexual just throws a complication into, Mm -hmm. you know, what I have to deal with looking for somebody to fuck. Demisexual means I need to have a connection with them. So I worry about that. Is that connection that I think I have with them going to carry over into the sex? Wow. Right? Right. So, all right, you ask,
1: <laughs> ask me the same question.
0: Ask you the same. Well, I don't even remember what the question is now. Okay, do you, Dan, yes. have sexual anxiety when it comes to fucking new people? Nah, let's go on.
1: No, what? Um, <laughs> I will say in the past, I, now, way, way less concerns than you do. I think <laughs> when I am about to have um, sex with another guy for the first time, I often wonder what. What's going on? I don't have sex with guys, so that doesn't happen very often. Although, I recently had a dream that I had sex with a guy. And it was a famous guy, too.
0: Oh, yeah? Maybe Antonio?
1: No, wasn't Antonio Manderas. Not your style? I don't know what... I don't have a style. I don't like guys, so...
0: So far, yet. Maybe that dream's telling me...
1: Anyway, maybe it was a premonition? I don't know. Um. The... Now, I will say... For the most part, most of my youth, most, uh, you know, it was, will I last long enough? I've never been concerned about my dick size. Uh,
0: Shouldn't be. <laughs> overall
1: size. Sometimes it bends more than I, you know, it bends more than, it's bendy. It's a bendy dick. <laughs> bendy. <laughs> um, so I don't worry about that so much. I used to worry about how long, would I last long enough? Mm-hmm. Um but I think over the years, my own personal style of lovemaking reflects that I have taken it to heart that the my penis is not the only aspect of sex. So I have that conversation with a new partner beforehand just to clear that up to say, look, um, my dick is not going to be the star of the show. You know, it may be included. And the reality is, the first couple of times I'm with a new sexual partner, I'm not likely to put my dick in them anyway. It's just my style, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just weird sort of humanoid that I am. Um, I don't really now like yourself. I've got a long-term poly partners at this point. Haven't had sex with a new person in that you know been a little while, uh, but I really don't have a lot of preconceived notions because I don't go. From zero to sixty, right? There's always this. You do this emotionally
0: sometimes, but not physically. I would throw that out there. I think you go emotionally zero to sixty sometimes. I think I or at build, least it looks like it from the side. I think
1: because you <laughs> and I haven't and now we haven't yet to explore the swinging thing again skillfully.
0: <laughs> is how I'll say it
1: is when I when I do have a sexual partner. We build a relationship first.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I don't have sexual partners that I'm not compatible with. See, that's demisexual. Okay. I don't care. (laughs) But I build that compatibility with somebody first. So I know that, you know, they're going to like the things I like and that kind of thing. If they are into porn fucking, which is just slam, bam, bam, bam for long periods of time, I I can I can parse that out before you and say, well, I'm not that guy. That's not what we're going to be doing. If that's what you dig, great. But you need to dig it with somebody else. Um, so I really don't have a lot of concerns going into it. Now, all that being said, if I was to do, see the funny, if I did pickup play, you know, for sex, would I have concerns? Or would it be like, well, I don't know this person anyway. So fuck it. On the other hand, you know. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Tricky. I don't know. I don't know. So... Hmm. Fortunately, I mean, there's a lot of... That's our trip, right? Uh, like I said, later into the podcast, we'll be talking about anxiety. We just
0: did some self-therapy on that. So. You did? know, <laughs> You got some issues, baby. Do I now?
1: Apparently, you think a lot about...
0: I think a lot anyway. You I'm do a think thinker. a lot. <laughs> I'm a thinker.
1: And I'm having dreams about guys. So, And I'm yes. worried for
0: the other people. It's not just worried about me. It's worried for the other people. <laughs> that it won't meet their expectations. Right. Yeah. 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 That it won't meet their expectations. See, that
1: used to be a big thing for me. Yeah. And, um, But uh, so much of this shit is programmed in.
0: They're very and true.
1: I've been fortunate that I've had a lot of partners that have said it's bullshit. Don't worry about that. What we are doing is what I want, you know? Mm -hmm. And whether I am, um, I don't know what the, the, whether I last a short amount of time or a long amount of time, I've, well, I take that back. One of my very, very, very first partners said, wow, that's it. Ooh. Right? So that carries, that carries weight. Yeah.
0: Wow. I'd forgotten about that. Oh, man. Gee, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah, we are going to need therapy after this one.
1: Uh, but before we get into any more therapy, I do want to mention thank you to Baby Love, who mentioned that their partner was willing to do some tech support with us. They uh, reminded me that we've actually met them at the Kinky College, which apparently we're going to again if it actually happens this time. Never know with the way things are, but it looks like it's going to happen. So if they are at Kinky College, then Baby Love, I will say thank you for the offer of tech support in person. And also, I will point out that yes, uh, as to someone's comments out on the Discord, they mentioned that, yeah, in last week's show, number 577, did sound a little different on the audio. Um, it's funny, they actually, I don't remember if they said sounded like we were in a cave. I felt we were like we were in a cave, but we were using, it was the, it's the natural sound of the RV without the acoustical accompaniments of the microphones that we
0: currently use. Exactly. So that was our YouTube show, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's going to sound a little different.
1: But no big deal, right? Um, we will... I am... I was. So we did an interview recently with somebody who said, I send microphones to my guest so that they sound good. And I was like, wow, that's pretty smart.
0: That's pretty smart, except I'm the one that's going to have to mail the microphones. That means I have to find post offices in each little town we're in. That's true.
1: But I am an audio...
0: Le Le file. I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: do take. I don't know about anybody else, but I can't listen to like those. What is it? Um. There's one podcasting service out there where it's free, but you dial in on your phone and you just call and it sounds like. Oh, and it I sounds just, like uh, a
0: call, yeah. yeah. And we've got some of that on some of our past shows. Yeah, it is we, what it is, Somebody's Somebody's got to pull but. out
1: episode 104 and say, you mean like this crap? <laughs> Other than that. So for the
0: people that have made it through that and up to episode 570 some, <laughs> perseverance. Perseverance, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so with that, we are going to get into our interview. I do want to mention real quickly uh, out on the Discord Uh, thank you for somebody that shared a picture of their corgi. Uh, sometimes we talk about stuff that's not sex, and sometimes we talk about our pets. Somebody had mentioned we had mentioned one of the challenges that we have with living in the RV is that we're a little concerned that Ginger the Polly puppy might get out. And uh, looks like Staten F mentioned there's this uh GPS pet trackers that you can get. It's
0: called Whisper something and Whisper Whistle. Whistle. Whistle, yeah. yes. Whistle. So and I thought I was going to remember the name of it from here to there, and I do not. It is Whistle something, and of course I've lost it again. But, but I there was... it is. It is literally called Whistle, whistle.com.
1: And, and there was some curiosity as if could I put that GPS
0: tracker on a wayward submissive <laughs> and use that to track them. That would be fun. Because <gasps> I just had this vision of a slave hunt. Oh, we've done that that's happened yes. at a pagan event before where we mm-hmm. had the wild hunt mm-hmm. and man like i said i'm <laughs> in my 50s now i'm gonna break something Shit, we in did, the dark in the woods <laughs> we did that in texas uh oh, the with the witch hunt, hunt in texas that yeah, was pretty really cool that was cool yeah that was hot that's in our book we talk about that in our book um sex stories and power exchange well now people know it's real they do well people know a couple of the ones that are real. <laughs> All right, on
1: to the interview. But first, uh, really quickly, I do want to thank you to Kayabi for sending me some chocolate sauce with sprinkles on boobs, my favorite way to eat chocolate sauce and sprinkles.
0: Indeed. So, And um, Peachy, so we got our tattoos mixed up last week. So you were talking about the one that was the multiple women from Bassanos. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about the one that kind of looks like Hente from Peachy so that one's hot too and we may have talked about that one a little bit because I think we were saying it would it would be hard for us to actually put tattoos on us that the grandkids couldn't see and that one was very erotic that one was very erotic <laughs> um. And it's not going to hide that one too well. And then we had somebody, oh, I know something. See, we've got Discord and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and FetLife and all these things. And sometimes it's hard to keep track of who sends what where. But I think it was on Instagram. Someone sent me a TikTok. And it's a TikTok on Instagram. So I bet it was (laughs) and Sam Wall. Yes. So so he sends me a lot of TikTok stuff on there. And it talks about, the TikTok he sent me talks about, oh shoot, I forget the name that they use. Is it like Cretans or something like that? But that sounds slightly wrong. Where they talk about like Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster and things like that. And this one also talked about the Kraken. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. So yeah. Very cool. Neat. So thank you for thinking of me. Awesome
1: so in this particular time when i'm doing this interview there is a lot of anxiety out there in the world there's some kind of a pandemic there's people who haven't left their house in over a year going back into the wild there's so much turmoil that creates anxiety in our life but we've always had anxiety around intimacy. Fortunately for me today, we have Jeff Abraham, the CEO of Prominescent, talking with us about eliminating that anxiety in intimacy. Thanks for joining
2: us, Jeff. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on.
1: I would have to say I was amazed I have not covered this topic before on the podcast because intimacy by nature, requires us to be very vulnerable and very, well, hell, just the vulnerability of taking your clothes off with somebody for the first time is a huge deal for some people, right? Correct. So, and then you've got all this other stuff going on as a, doesn't matter if you're a male-bodied person or a female-bodied person or even non-binary, we are programmed to have anxiety around sexuality from a male perspective. uh, I tell you, Jeff, when I used to go to when I was in high school and I would tell my friends I had a date and they would say, oh, how would it go? What they were really asking me was, did you get any? And if I responded by saying, oh, it was nice. She's a nice girl. They would translate that to, "Ah, oh, you didn't get any. You're such a loser," right?
2: Yeah. So your friends is- were more politically correct than mine. My friends just went, "Did you get any?" They didn't even. They didn't even start with how to go. They just <laughs> got right to the direct point. <laughs>
1: so we built this this anxiety into into all this and all the jokes about sex and all that kind of stuff. So where do we start with eliminating some of this anxiety and intimacy?
2: I think it starts in in two different ways number one and i'll address them they're opposite ends of the spectrum number one i think a lot of anxiety that exists in people that have just come into their sexual awakening say they're 40 or under in the last 20 years they are most likely to have watched porn prior to having sex i'm just thankful that i didn't have to do that so that the first time i had sex i didn't have a vision that the average erect penis was 10 inches long, had the girth of a beer can and you thrust it for 50 minutes. And then right before ejaculation, you got up, ran across the room and shot somebody in the forehead from 40 <laughs> yards away. Okay. So, you know, when I was fumbling and bumbling being the idiot that I was, I thought, Hey, I'm a pretty good lover. Cause I didn't have to compare myself to watching Johnny sins and you know, all the uh, adult porn stars. That's right. number one. Number two, I think that a lot of times People make sex out to be some religious experience and it's a bodily function. It's the same thing as eating and urinating. It's you get an urge, sometimes you're hungry, you eat. Sometimes you feel a pressure in your bladder, you have to urinate. You get horny and you wanna have a release, you wanna have sex. It's not a religious experience. Now that's not to say you should go out and be promiscuous and screw every person and have unprotected sex on planet earth, but you should dial it back a little bit and realize that sex is natural, that it's a bodily function, that if you're with a partner who consents and you're both very comfortable, that it's okay to do it, and that you should communicate and have dialogue, find out what they like, tell them what you like, and meet somewhere in the middle. I think a lot of the anxiety comes from the unknowing and having apprehension because you don't communicate.
1: Yeah, and I totally agree with that, but you know, we, we say that, oh, you should just have a communication, but that's not as easy as it sounds, right? You know, I know oh,
2: for a lot of people, it's di- unbelievably difficult.
1: Mm-hmm. So how do you have that conversation, right? How do you how do you begin broach that subject, right? I mean, it's 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 hard enough just to say, yeah, I would like to have sex with you and, and not worry about, oh, man, I've offended you and now I'm going to get canceled and all this other, you know, negative connotations that go with that, but even, but then to go into something like, I'd like you to spank me or I want to, you know, I'd love a blowjob
2: right now. Yeah. I think though, it comes from knowing the person you're with and knowing that you've developed hopefully some level of trust and understanding before you get to that point. So if the person's obviously a complete stranger, you don't know, but you know, I know for me, that generally when I'm intimate with someone, it's because I've gotten to know them a little bit, and I do have an idea, you know, you're not going to say, hey, can I go down with, on you with this double-sided dildo, and you have no idea whatsoever, and a person might go, what? You know, it's like, I think it's a very good idea to, you know, communicate, get to know someone, and maybe ask them, you know, what do you find pleasurable, what not, you know, what, you know, uh, what turns you on, you know, those kind of things, and, you know, you have to have an aura about you that puts a person at ease that they can trust you. You know, I think a lot of times the uncertainty and the anxiety comes that if you don't trust one another, it's like, oh my God, I can't do that. You know, what if people find out or, you know, I can't do that. You know, maybe he'll think I'm a bad person. I always like to tell women that I date that I don't judge wherever you've been prior. I don't care. You know, I care about the present where we're at right now. And I want to know, and I'm a little bit older. I'm 64. I want to know what makes a woman gives her pleasure. I want to be that person because you get a lot of kudos and you get a lot of compliments for being this great lover. If you really try to please your partner, but in reality you're being selfish because the more you please someone, the more you get pleased, the more a woman finds pleasure, the, the more intense her orgasm, the more focused she is on making sure she keeps that man happy and in her life. (laughs) So I always tell people to be open, be honest and communicate. And, and, you'll get to a point where you both are trying very hard to please one another because it's a good relationship. But but what about when that intimacy
1: or what about that anxiety is something due to a a, a programmed response because of a physical attribute? So for example, maybe you've got a, a less than normal, maybe you got a small dick, right? Yeah. Relatively based on the average. And you know what, going all the way back, I did watch a porn. That was my first experience with sex. And it just so happened that yeah. it, it starred John Holmes, which for our Jesus. young listeners doesn't mean anything. Yes. But for for your and my age group, you know, we know that is the, the We monster. know exactly
2: who John Holmes was, the WAD, John yeah. Wad Holmes. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and not who you want to compare yourself to, right? But, yeah. if you, but if you do have, is it just a matter, is that same communication to say, hey, baby, just so happens I have a less than – normal sized or for the female's perspective, right? I don't come easily, whatever it is.
2: Yeah. Well, what I would say, to be honest with you is, you know, I'm not hung like a racehorse. I'm a pretty average dude. And sometimes because of what I do for a living running this company, I have to tell people, Hey, if you're expecting, you know, uh, Seattle Slough here, you might <laughs> got the wrong guy. But I literally say to people, you know, I'm a normal guy. But I have an array of vibrators. I obviously have an array of toys and lotions and everything else. My goal is to give you pleasure, and it can be with vaginal penetration. It can be with digital penetration. It can be cunnilingus. It can be with a wider range of vibrators. At this point in my life, I'm just into pleasing my partner. And you know, you look at studies and you find that forty percent of women can never, you know, orgasm with vaginal penetration. So, get over the fact. And, you know, one of the things that's interesting to me when we first started this company, which was 11 years ago, we read this poll by Cosmo. I think they asked, uh, asked like a thousand men, what would really give you better sex? And I think 78% of men said a bigger dick. And they asked a <laughs> thousand women, you know, what would give you, you know, better sex? And I think 72% of women said, if my, Partner lasted longer. Mm -hmm. So it just shows you that guys get all caught up in dick size. Okay. I don't, unless you have been castrated, you can work with what you have, but be a creative lover, be an innovative lover, and, you know, use oral sex, use, you know, uh, toys, use vibrators, use whatever it takes to get your partner off. And you may find that your partner has stronger orgasms in other ways other than vaginal penetration. Have you done any,
1: and it, maybe it's too early to even answer this question, but and maybe this is a theory that we're going to talk about. What do you think the post-COVID world is going to look like from a sex perspective? And what I mean by that is it's not just, you know, we, we're opening the door on swing clubs and that kind of thing, but just general human beings have a higher level of anxiety in general. Is that going to translate to the bedroom, do you think? Or do you think that's a separate separate thing?
2: Separate. Uh, Behavior doesn't change like that. There are so many people, even some people that are very sensitive to COVID, you know, and wear masks and everything else. They might be a little more selective and go, I want to make sure my partner has been vaccinated. I've been vaccinated. And, you know, we're both careful. But our sales thrive during COVID. They continue to thrive you know, as things opened up now, things are, you know, starting to close down a little bit more. They're still thriving. The urge to procreate is so strong. Nothing is slowing that down. Nothing. Okay. Unless they find out that having sex, you know, is a pandemic itself and can kill you. (laughs) Trust me. The (laughs) pandemic is not going to slow. They may have less partners, but they're not going to have less sex.
1: Mm -hmm. Very cool. Do you think, um, Do you ever get pushback? And I'm going to roll back on something you said earlier about sex. It's don't make too much out of it. It's not a religious experience. Do you ever get pushback on that where people say, you know what? I do believe sex is a sacred thing. It's a sacred thing between two people. And it should be
2: maybe not a religious experience, but certainly a significant experience. Well, no, I'm all for that. If that's what you believe, then then certainly run with it. I'm talking about the hangups that people have Mm. that, you know, women thinking I shouldn't be with more than one guy my entire life and it's causing anxiety you know what i mean guys thinking that you know oh i'm uh you know i'm not supposed to have sex until marriage i'm doing something wrong you know there are certain religions that literally say you should only have sex to procreate you know you shouldn't be having sex for enjoyment that's insane okay i mean that's literally crazy but I'm not telling one don't do it, but you brought it up in the context of people having anxiety. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm all for anyone doing whatever it is that works for them. But we were talking about the context of things that bring anxiety. And from what I do for a living and talk to people all day, I know there's a lot of people I deal with that we talk about you know some of the issues they're having, and they bring up that well, in, this isn't supposed to be done in my religion. You know what I mean? And okay, according okay, to my yeah. religion, I shouldn't be having sex unless it's to create life. And I'm like, whoa, that's a little harsh, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Uh, So I was answering that. I'm all for anyone if if that's what you believe and that's what your religion tells you to do, and you're comfortable with it. But we were talking about when anxiety is created through certain things. And I'll be honest with you, I talk to people all day, every day, and probably about 20% of people that I deal with that have anxiety, it has to do with their religion, that they feel they're doing things that that they shouldn't be doing according to their church or their religion. I'm just gonna, that's terrible. Uh, But that's my
1: personal opinion. It's it's super unfortunate that, religion is causing people
2: that much anguish. Oh, it's, I believe that religion should be about reducing anxiety, making you feel good about your life, you know? And, you know, I remember a couple years ago, well, it's actually 2012. I saw the Pope in Africa saying that it was a sin and that people who were true Catholics would not use, you know, condoms because, you know, they don't believe in birth control that the Lord tells you, you know, when you deliver children and everything. And I'm like, there's a freaking, you know, AIDS epidemic. There's one out of every seven people in Africa dying of AIDS. Mm. And you have the Pope telling people not to use condoms. I'm like, that's insane. Okay. That is just not, it's not practical and it's not safe. It's not, it's not really sensible, you know? I, I, you're not going to get a disagreement out of me. Yeah. So I think that the sooner we realize that sex is natural, sex is comfortable. Sex makes you feel good. Having climax and orgasm is something that, you know, reduces stress in your life and really and truly gives you a feeling of euphoria. There's one thing we need in this world. It's more of a feeling of euphoria, euphoria and less anxiety and less angst and, and less, you know, combative nature of people.
1: I'm all for that. Do you ever get, (laughs) do you ever get people You you, you know, obviously you talk to a lot of people and you talk to a lot of people that are dealing with the the anxiety. Do you get people that you see the light bulb go off? And and if so, what is that most common key that you've said, well, did you think about this or have you tried this or that kind of thing?
2: For me, when I get a response and it's positive, it's generally when somebody literally we have a conversation. I tell them, you know, talk to your partner and they'll email me back or call me back or text me back and go, you're not going to believe it. He wanted some of the same things I did, or she wanted some of the same things I did. We just didn't feel comfortable enough to tell one another. So that to me has been the biggest breakthrough when people literally feel comfortable enough to communicate with their partner.
1: Oh, that is, and that's fantastic. And and we've had that same experience hearing that from people. especially if you're in a long-term committed, loving relationship, even if the other, there's so much power in being able to just be able to speak your, speak your truth. Yes. Even if the other person says, you know what, that's not for me, but I hear you.
2: Yeah. And it's not to say that every time you bring something up, the person's going to go, oh, we want exactly the same things. Like you said, there may be times where the other person literally says, you know, that's just not something I'm comfortable with. That's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But you have to put it out there to find out. And at least you know and you feel better about that's just not something that they're comfortable with. But at least you know, rather than suffering in silence and going, man, I wish I had the courage to bring this up because I'd really like to do this.
1: Very cool. So one more question for you, if you don't mind. And it is a personal question.
2: Absolutely. Fire away.
1: So as you've mentioned, you've been the CEO of a company for 11 years now, which is all about sex and everything you need to have amazing sex and and all this great stuff, right? Do you get a lot of perhaps suggestions that do you have women falling all over you? That's really what I'm getting to.
2: You know, I don't really give out that vibe because I'm 64 and, you know, I've never been married. So I've had a pretty, you know, colorful life. And I'm at the point in my life now where I don't want to have intimacy with a lot of different people. Cause I don't have time to know a lot of people superficially. So there are times where, you know, you do get hit on, especially like when you do podcasts and you do radio shows and you know, you go to events and you go to shows and stuff that people literally make it clear that, Oh, I'd really like to find out, you know, I've heard you talk and you're really fascinating, but I just very quickly shut that down because I'm in a committed relationship. And at this point in my life, I don't want to know that many people superficially. And I don't have, like you said, it's vulnerability. And it's awkward. The first time you're really getting undressed with someone and finding out what each other likes, I can't wait. And hopefully it'll be in the next couple of years when I really get that feeling like this is the person I'm spending the rest of my life with. So If I would have had this job in my 20s, trust me, I would have taken full advantage of it, okay? (laughs) But at my age, energy level, and everything right now, I don't have time nor the energy to have multiple partners. And um, I really gravitate towards having a significant relationship with someone I care for and developing a high level of confidence and a high level of trust so we can both kind of live out our fantasies and do what it is that makes us feel good.
1: Did, does it bother you if people flirt with you
2: no I find it sometimes I wonder because I'm not exactly Brad Pitt I mean I find <laughs> it enticing but I'm like god they must be really bored if I'm their dream guy you know but well, it, I I think anyone would be flattered you know you usually are if somebody makes it real obvious that they find you attractive and I kind of laugh at it but you know in reality you're an image you know what I mean when you have a public persona Mm -hmm. and no matter what, it's like when you watch the bachelor and, Oh my God, I'm proposing. I found my dream gal. Well, don't go to dinner in the Rose bowl where they have a string quartet playing and it's you and one other person in a hundred thousand square foot stadium. You know what I mean? (laughs) Having dinner, you find out when you're really compatible. And if there's something there, when the two of you are together for a week, you know, and just doing regular things, going to, you know, uh, target and, you know, going to Whole Foods and, you know, working out together. That's when you find out if you really have chemistry and if you have connection with someone. So when I see someone that doesn't really know me, flirting with me, I laugh because they don't know me. It's like some image saying, oh, my God, this guy's the CEO of this progressive, successful company. He must have this, you know, rock star lifestyle. Far from it. I'm very conservative. I enjoy the simple things in life. And if anyone thinks that hanging out with me is going to be flying around on charter jets or anything like that. They're going to be sadly mistaken. I fly Southwest, you know?
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Well, if somebody did want to flirt with you or get a hold of you for any other reason to find out more about you or about your company or have you come out to their events, how would they get a hold of you?
2: The best way, I'll give you a couple different ways. My email is jeff.abraham, A-B-R-A-H-A-M, jeff.abraham at promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T, At promessant.com. You know, you can look me up on Facebook. I'm very prominent. It's Jeff Abraham, I think, 111. And on Twitter, it's Jeff Abraham, 111. On Instagram, I think it's Jeff Abraham. I think it's 111. I'm pretty consistent there. Uh, I answer all emails, I interact with everybody. I think one of the keys, whether it's, you wanna last longer in bed and use promescent spray, you wanna have more vitality and better erections, you wanna use VitaFlux, you wanna use lubes, you wanna use condoms. We have a whole medical advisory board that includes the president of the International Society of Sexual Medicine, the president of the Sexual Medicine Society in North America. No matter what question you ask me, if I can't answer it myself, I have the resources to go find those answers for you. But the best thing to do if you want to educate yourself is go to promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T, promescent.com, because they have clinical trials on our products there. They have descriptions on our products. They show how to use the products. They show that certain products are available, like our delay spray at Target, at certain Walmarts. Uh, All of our products are available nationwide at GNC now. So you'll be able to go, which products am I interested in? Here's research to talk about them. There's actually videos where doctors tell you the advantages of them, the benefits of using them. And it'll also show you if you want to pick it up yourself and not wait for it to be shipped, where to go pick it up immediately. But if you order from our site, it's free shipping. It's generally two days, depending upon where you're located from. We have a full 60 day money back guarantee. So we're very aggressive in customer satisfaction. I want people to feel like we bring value to them.
1: Very cool. And Podcast listeners should be listening to the podcast and making sure that they grab their discount coupon before they head over there. Why not save yourself a little bit more money? Jeff, it has been a pleasure to talk to you today. I figured out when I grow up, I want to be somebody like you. Got their shit together. (laughs) My uh, point
2: is, don't ever grow up. Growing up sucks. Well, fair enough. Stay youthful and you know what I mean? Just try to live a little more freely. That's what I tell people because I'm 64. I'm never growing up. I I made it to this point without ever being a grown up. I'm not starting now. Makes sense
1: (laughs) to me. Thanks a lot, Jeff.
2: But thank you. I really appreciate this.
1: Take a moment to support the podcast.
0: Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen.
1: Or head over to YouTube
0: and rate us over there, wherever you watch. Or just tell your friends.
1: We appreciate the interactions, the comments, the emails. Feel free to reach out to us either via Discord, Facebook, Instagram, or just write us, Dana Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don.